Good morning, Oregon. It's Monday, May 23rd. This is Andrew Thien with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. The good news. Since the pandemic, Oregonians have seen their wages grow significantly. The bad news? Inflation has in many cases rendered those long-awaited pay increases moot. Actually, it's worse than that. The average Oregonian's purchasing power is lower today than it was a year ago. That's according to Josh Lerner, a state economist. Average wages increased 17% since the start of the pandemic, according to federal and state data. But inflation has risen so fast that most workers are effectively getting pay cuts. Adjusting for inflation, Lerner said Oregonian's quote, real wages, are down 3% in the past year. He said four out of every five workers are losing ground to rising prices. Despite those troubling signs, there are some indicators that inflation may be easing, and that could stave off a potential recession. The price of used cars has fallen modestly in the past few months, and the rate of gas price increases has also slowed dramatically. Combined with the rising interest rates from the Federal Reserve, officials said the worst of the price increases may soon be in the rearview mirror. A teenage runaway faces first-degree murder charges in the killing of a 13-year-old Beaverton girl earlier this month. 16-year-old Daniel Gore made his first appearance in court Friday. He did not enter a plea. Investigators have not said whether Gore knew Milana Lee or how Milana Lee died. According to prosecutors, Gore faces separate arson, criminal mischief, and theft charges and had violated his probation in February. He ran away twice from a temporary shelter for minors that have pending criminal charges, and he also ran away from his father and stepmother's Salem home after being released to their care. Gore's family emailed a juvenile department counselor April 4th and said that his son was likely staying in the Progress Ridge area of Beaverton. Neither Beaverton Police nor the Washington County District Attorney's Office were notified by the juvenile department. Lee was last seen alive on May 8th, and her body was found on a trail near her home. More than 100 people gathered inside Cedar Mill Bible Church in Beaverton on Saturday to remember Milana Lee. Friends, family, and staff from Conestoga Middle School, where she attended school, spoke during the ceremony. They described a teenager who could be at times painfully shy, but always warm, gentle, and kind. Lee had a witty, sarcastic sense of humor and was always eager to make people laugh. Her eyes were expressive, and a smirk or a smile often seemed to be hiding underneath her mask, according to Elizabeth Williams, her school counselor. Lee came to Beaverton from Kazakhstan when she was in the third grade and didn't speak any English. By fifth grade, she no longer needed language tutoring. She loved reading and art and was learning to play the guitar. She couldn't wait to become a babysitter and dreamed of one day being a preschool teacher. Her uncle, Anton Lee, said the family had been flooded with messages from other states, overseas, and from people they've never met since his niece's death. Quote, if Milana was here, she would probably be very embarrassed by all this attention, he said. At the same time, she would be very happy to know she was loved by so many. Do you hate feeling like you wasted your money? Well, probably don't get into politics. This year's May primary featured some big spending campaigns that went down in spectacular fashion, none more so than political novice Carrick Flynn. The Democratic candidate for the new 6th Congressional District got crushed at the ballot, despite benefiting from more than $14 million spent on him thanks to a cryptocurrency billionaire. Flynn got just 18% of the vote in the primary. Some had it worse than Flynn, 
they lost despite spending millions of their own money on themselves. That includes former Republican gubernatorial nominee and cancer doctor Bud Pierce and Democratic cryptocurrency investor Cody Reynolds. And in Portland, wealthy developers and real estate owners spent big to back a candidate in what was essentially a three-way race for the city council. Then they saw their candidate, Vadim Mazursky, finished third. Oregon has no state-level campaign contribution limits, and several Republican candidates seeking their party's nomination for governor spent huge piles of cash on their way to resounding defeat. Pierce, the Salem oncologist who is Republican's 2016 gubernatorial nominee, largely self-funded his 2022 primary campaign. He spent $1.6 million, only to finish in fifth place with 9% of the vote. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support. 